Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Wow, how about that? We got our names in the intro. Progress, Benton Newman. Big time. It is Soccer City. Every Thursday at 6 o'clock, we're going to be talking about Louisville City and Racing Louisville here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. As the intro mentioned, I'm Jeff Milby. My partner is Benton Newman, who sometimes says things like this. Don't know. Let's try it again. I am Twitter, and I don't know. One more time. I am Twitter, and I don't know. Benton, also known as Twitter, is here. At Purple SDF is Benton's Twitter. At Jeff Milby is my Twitter. At Soccer City Radio, you can hit us up. I thought I would remind you. I thought it was funny at the time when I heard it. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> uh, the UPS Jobs text line, 437-9680. It is open for your texts. You can hit us up all show long. And you can ask questions to our guest that we will relate to him. We are very excited about our guest on this program today, Ryan Dell, the new general manager, the first ever general manager of Racing Louisville, is our guest. He's going to call in at 620, so do look forward to that. He was just introduced and announced this week as the GM of Racing. Very exciting stuff, Benton. Yeah, I'm pumped to talk with him and uh, hear, uh, hear what he's about, hear what brought him here to Louisville and what he plans on doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very exciting move. He's a, a guy that spent a long time with the U.S. women's national team in various different roles. He was a part of two different World Cup winning teams, so he's got lots of great experience, uh, lots of great contacts throughout the women's game. So again, we're going to chat with him coming up at 620. So much to look forward to coming up. We had a home opener last week that was not so fun. We'll talk about that later in the show for Louisville City. we got a home opener coming up this weekend that we hope will be a little more fun. Racing Louisville taking on the Washington Spirits uh, on Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff for that game at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets are available. It's going to be a great time for a much improved Racing Louisville team. They've already played one game. Um... They've already played one game this season. So let's get into and talk about that game a little bit, Benton. Going back to last week, racing was down at Houston in their season opener. And I thought a much improved racing Louisville team came out and earned a point on the road. It was a 0-0 tie at Houston. They earned a point in the standings for that result. Um, and overall, just general impressions, I thought it looked like a much improved racing Louisville team. We've talked so much about the offseason additions. Um, a number of them looked really good in that game. Yeah, I mean, how often do you praise a, a nil-nil draw and call it exciting? But that's exactly what it was. And part of that is we saw so many new faces on the pitch. 
And quite frankly, they looked good. It did not look like the first time that they were playing a competitive match with one another. And I was really impressed with, with the showing. You know, we got so excited in the offseason, all these moves that were making, all the potential of these players, and to finally get to see them in action. And then, you know, for the most part, kind of living up to the expectations. I mean, both Yuchenna uh, Canoe and Ari Borges darn near scored goals in the first half. They had really good-looking opportunities. They were dangerous all game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Racing Louisville outshot Houston in that game, 17-15. to They were outshot in terms of shots on target, though, 5-7. to Katie Lund had a huge, huge save in the second half. We know what she can do. She set the NWSL record for saves last year. She is a rising star as a goalkeeper. I would say, in my opinion, not that I know anything about soccer, but in my opinion, a future maybe with the national team in years to come, potentially Potentially for Katie Lund. You'd have to think that, right? She's been, she's been outstanding. But for now, she's outstanding for racing Louisville. But the newcomers are the big story again for racing. You mentioned one of them, Uchina Canoe. Ari Borges also made her debut for racing Louisville. Ellie Piku Yamsa, the Finnish international, made her debut. Then Carson Pickett and Abby Ersig also making their debuts for racing Louisville in that game. Just from top to bottom, just the impression. Look, I mean, would you have liked to seen some goals go into the back of the net? Absolutely, if yeah. you're a racing Louisville fan. There were a couple of instances, as you pointed out, uh, where maybe they deserved to have a goal or probably should should have had a goal. Um, but considering that this is so many newcomers, so many new faces, Uchina Canoe just got with the team a week and a half ago, two weeks ago now, I suppose, when they were on a preseason trip in Portland. She just joined the team and got the start on opening day. Um, so all that being said... It was a very impressive season opener for Racing Louisville. All the new talent was on display. Yeah, Canoe particularly stood out to me. She Again, she was very dangerous the, the entire game that she was out there. She was pressing heavily, which is exactly what Coach Kim wants. And like you just mentioned before, she spent the least amount of time with the team. So you can only imagine the more time she spends with her new teammates, the more she kind of learns their runs, their patterns, their behaviors, whatnot the more opportunity she's going to have in front of net. And again, you have to also think this is on a road. It's, it's always tough to play on the road it's tough to open and it's tough playing with a new team so again all these factors considered they look dangerous i mean on the offensive side of things uh you know one of their one of their better outings i don't know if i say ever but i mean as far as creating threats and stuff sure i I would agree night and day from last season to this one so you know good early impression on defense still uh still a few scary moments but you know those things are going to happen at the end of the day they kept the ball out of the net that's all you need yeah, I mean, look, this is a very competitive league from top to bottom in the NWSL. I mean, there are not, there's no easy wins. There's yeah. nobody, nobody in the league, especially if you're racing Louisville, there's no easy wins looking up and down the league. So, look, when you go on the road, especially, there are going to be chances for the opposition. It's just the way it's going to be in this league. Um, and the fact that they were able to keep a clean sheet, get the shutout, as it were, um, and also create some really good chances themselves is, is definitely a positive to take away. And also keep in mind, we shout out Ebony Salmon, which always scares me. You don't want to see a former player flourishing on another team and and have that happen against you. So that was something I was watching and and glad to see. I wish uh, Ebony all the best, just not against us. Coach Kim Bjorkegren, he talked uh, earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, in fact, um, about that game, about looking forward, but also about that game. He had this to say. Yeah, I mean, I want to score goals. Or goals. Uh, I think we created chances enough to score uh, a couple of goals in Houston. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a home opener here to play, uh, to do the game together to, with our great fans and uh, hopeful three points and uh, two, two, three goals maybe or something like that. Yeah. 
So Kim Bjorkgren, two to three goals is what he's hoping for. Was that a prediction or was that a hope? I couldn't really tell based on what he was saying there. Um, what, what do you think, Benton? Let's call it a prediction. Again, if this was a sign of things to come, I mean, that was a pretty promising start with our, our refreshed attack. And again, that wasn't everybody out there. That wasn't all of the pieces to the puzzle, if you will. Right, absolutely. Uh, you, you, look, uh, so many so many different pieces to the puzzle uh, that we're going to see over the course of the beginning part of this season. Um Let's circle back a little bit, talk more about Uchina Kanu. She's the Nigerian international, uh, was a late addition to the team in terms of when she was able to join the team uh, late in preseason. She looked like a real goal-scoring threat for this team, and that's something that, that Racing Louisville really hasn't had over the first couple of years, somebody who's consistently going to be able to uh, start at the top of the formation uh, and bang some goals away for you, bang some goals for the team. I think of any standout, impression from the first week given look understanding full well that they didn't score any goals i think uh, racing louisville fans have to be excited uh, in what she has in store for for this team going forward yeah if i'm not mistaken i think she came by way of tigris i think we had to pay a hundred fifty thousand transfer fee for her and anytime you got those kind of fees like looming over you there's expectations and again we're dealing with a very small sample size here but certainly living up to it you see why she got the start again despite all those factors um Again, it was the, the pressing component that really stood out to me. There's, a, I think there's a lot of value in kind of disrupting the passing on the bas- back line. And, um, and again, she just she had her opportunities in front of goal and couldn't find the back of the net. But I just, man, that one shot she had, it was what, 20 on, some on odd minutes. Yeah, 20 yeah, some mm-hmm. odd minutes. And oh, yeah, that was wish one. She could have that one back. That was one that if, if she had been with the team for longer and had been in rhythm, had, had you know been in playing shape, so to speak, that one is definitely oh, going yeah. in the back of the net yeah. and gives uh, Racing Louisville an early lead. Jalen Howell, she was also part of the media availability this week. She's the new captain for Racing Louisville, uh, the second-year pro out of Florida State. She didn't play in that game because of a slight injury. She's expected to be back for the season opener on Saturday, but she was asked about what she saw from the bench, what she saw of her teammates in that tie down at Houston. A lot of great pieces, and um, it's not easy traveling to, to Houston and playing in that heat and playing uh, a great team that Houston is. So I think to come out with a point was was good. It's, it's a good start, but obviously this year we're looking to win, and um, that's the expectation, and that's what we've kind of set for ourselves. And so these next couple games, like we want to really keep, get rolling and, and start winning. That's been a theme in what we've heard from this team. We talked to Bev Yanez, the, the new assistant coach, last week on the show, um, and you asked her point blank, do you think this team is a, a playoff team? She said 110%. There's, there's a quiet confidence. You heard it there from Jalen Howell that this team is here to win. They want to win. Um, there's a quiet confidence that they can do that this year, I think, Ben. And again, I, st- I, I, mean, I thought so last time we talked I, that they're a playoff team. I don't see any reason why to change those expectations. So again, the home opener for racing coming up on Saturday. They play the Washington Spirits. We know the Washington Spirit well. They won the NWSL title here in Louisville just a couple of years back. Um, One of their bright young stars, Trinity Rodman, a national team player, one of the highest paid players in the league as well. Uh, She is a very exciting talent for Washington. They're a dangerous team coming in here to Lynn Family Stadium this weekend. And like we just said, there's no easy victories in the NWSL period. Washington certainly uh, is going to be a difficult opponent for racing. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of hard to read because, like you said, they won the championship and then they follow up that season with dead last. <laughs> so they've kind of yo-yoed around a bit. But but you pointed out Trinity Rodman, man, she is a problem. If there's going to be one way to test our defense and if we can continue to keep um, balls out of the back of the net, 
she's certainly going to be one of the bigger tests. Kim, so that'll be really interesting to see. Here's what uh, Kim Bjorkegren had to say about Washington. Uh, really direct, a lot of long balls in the first game, Washington. Uh, I expect them to have better variation, I will say. Um, with the ball. Uh, so that maybe will change from, from their first game. And again, this is a racing Louisville team that has sort of a new back line, a lot of new faces along the back line. We saw a couple of them make their debuts. We talked about Abby Ursig and Carson Pickett last week. Certainly all league talent, and there's a lot more belief in the talent along the back line for racing Louisville this year. But this Washington team is going to test that back line. I mean, Trinity Rodman, just as one example, she has as much speed as you could ever want in a soccer player. She's going to be able to get the ball and attack you with the ball at her feet and have have success. So uh, it's going to be a big test this weekend for that new back line for racing Louisville. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I hope they have a good showing in front of a, a crowd at home. I hope we get great weather like we did for for the Louisville City match. Um, and I'm curious to kind of see what the lineup um, rolls out to be. Again, uh, Coach Kim now has a lot of players at his disposal, and you can see pretty much any permutation of those players being used. Yeah, again, so that game coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock at Lynn Family Stadium, racing Louisville against the Washington Spirits. Um, Tickets are available, racingloufc.com slash tickets, or you can call 502-LOU-CITY to get tickets for that game coming up on Saturday. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, such an improved racing Louisville team, such a fun racing Louisville team. I think you left out one of the bigger parts of this. There's $2 beers before that Oh, my gosh. $2 beers. How could I have forgotten that? That's the crowd pleaser, man. you got to lead with that. Absolutely. (laughs) That is the crowd pleaser. Coming up on Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium. Let's take a break. When we come back, our guest that we talked about, the general manager, the first ever and new general manager of Racing Louisville FC, Ryan Dell, is going to call in and chat with us. If you have questions for him, we will take them and forward them to him. You can give them to us through the UPS Jobs text line, 437-9680, 437-9680, or you can hit us up on Twitter, at Soccer City Radio, at Purple SDF, or at Jeff Milby. When we come back, it's Ryan Dell, the new GM of Racing Louisville, here on Soccer City. You think you know me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What do we got here, Benton? You're very excited about this. This is the Rated R Superstars theme, Edge. It is WrestleMania weekend, if you didn't know. <laughs> of, all, of all the things, that we got the Final Four this weekend. we got the Racing Louisville home opener. Lou City's on the road. We also have WrestleMania to worry about. Let's go, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, man. <laughs> Soccer City here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. We're getting you set for uh, a big soccer weekend. It's the home opener for Racing Louisville. 3 o'clock against the Washington Spirit at Lynn Family Stadium. Loose City on the road Saturday night, 10 o'clock at Sacramento Republic. Um, we have a very great guest lined up um, right now. Ryan Dell, he's the new general manager of of Racing Louisville FC. He's not called in yet, so we're going to have to wait just a few minutes on that. Hopefully Ryan calls in. Ryan, if you're out there listening to the show that covers the team that you just got hired to work for, call us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We also want to hear from you, the other listeners. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Um, Good opportunity to get these questions, and I really do want to hear from from people listening, the questions and things that they want to hear. I think this is a big, important interview. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you do have questions for Ryan Dell, give us a shout, 437-9680. Well, while we wait on Ryan, let's continue to talk about racing Louisville. Um, look, this team 
it's clear, as we said in the first segment, and, and, and as was clear in the season opener down in Houston, this is a much improved team. This mm-hmm. is a team that is so much better than the team that we saw the first two years um, in racing Louisville. Um, the pieces are there. The young pieces are developing. Savannah DeMello, Jalen Howell, uh, Katie Lund, who we touched on, uh, is still a young goalkeeper in her first couple of years of professional experience. Add in all the international uh, talent that has come into this team. There are all kinds of reasons to be uh, to be positive about racing Louisville right now. Um, and and go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I was going to say. I think the challenge that we had, particularly last season, is that Coach Kim kind of came into the mix a little bit later, and at that point, it was hard to make like any additional roster additions until kind of midsummer. By that point, when you're bringing these new faces, they, they got to come in, they got to learn a whole new system, as well as a lot of the young players that we had in the mix as well now these young players who were who were honestly they were great last year have one year further experience and now we've also picked up uh, a number of other great players that i, I think just really kind of complement the team and and you know if you kind of look at a lot of the external kind of media predictions in the nwsl where teams are going to rank i still think they're they're kind of sleeping on us a little bit i think you know again i have lavender tinted glasses on sure. right now i'm a little bit biased but i think we're i think we're a little better than they're giving us credit for I think that's absolutely true. I think there's also something, and I'll ask Ryan about this when he calls in. There's sort of the perspective of Louisville. Look, it's a small market. It's going to be a small market in the NWSL. It just is a nature of the beast. You know, the league is going to continue to grow. Uh, larger markets are going to come into the league. Where there's conversation about the Bay Area coming into the league next year, uh, the Utah market coming back into the league. So Louisville is just going to be a smaller team in the league. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, but is that a difficulty is that a challenge you know is that something that or can it play into your favor a little bit as well because you can be a, a big fish in a small pond so to speak stuff like I that mean, if you look outside the nwsl small markets have made it work before whether it's just being smart with the moves you make like the uh the Oakland A's back in the 2000s when you're thinking of like Moneyball type of situations or up the road in Cincinnati, the Bengals have, have made things work despite being in a smaller market and having one of the uh, less exciting stadiums in there. I don't think that's going to hinder us. We just need to, to play to our advantage. And one of that is the infrastructure that we have in place, the stadium, the training ground. I think we got a lot of good things going on for us. So now we do have Ryan Dell. He's the new general manager of Racing Louisville FC. Uh, He has managed to find the phone number and call us. How's it going, Ryan? Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. I, I no one had sent the phone number, so we're we're on here and, and excited to be in Louisville. Hey, we, uh, we we scrambled and got it together, you know. But uh, so yeah, thanks thanks for taking the time, Benton. All right, Ryan. Um, first off, just kind of for people unfamiliar with your kind of body of work, can you tell us a little bit about like, your background and your time with the U.S. Women's Team? Yeah, so I've been with the women since. Um, well, I started with U.S. Soccer in, in 2013, and uh, you know started with the senior women in 2015, January of 2015. Um, I did the World Cup run there with, with uh, them in, in Canada. We won the World Cup. I was supposed to um, go back and, and finish school, believe it or not. I was, I think, 22 years old. Um, you know, the, the national team had done a 10-city a victory tour, and they were going to go see, you know, President Obama at the White House, and they, they asked if I would join. So um, I was working at the University of Missouri soccer team there and just decided to move all my classes online. We did an 11-city tour there, stopping at the White House is one of the options, and um, just kind of kept working my way up. Um, finished school and, and in 2016, took over as the head equipment manager, um, heading to the Rio Olympics, which the Olympics are an incredible experience. Um, a little different than a World Cup, which we can talk about, I'm sure, at some point. Um, following that, kind of stayed in that role, stayed with Jill Ellis, 
um, had a couple chances to, to leave, and you know, Jill was was an incredible mentor to me, and um, decided to stick with it. We we won the World Cup in France in, in 2019, um, and then had the opportunity to become um, the team administrator, which essentially oversaw all off um, off field operations. So that's everything from you know anything with FIFA and Concacaf to our venues, our opponents, um, kind of. Uh, Accommodation, travel. Black Landonovsky was was the head coach at the time, so Blacko's first camp was my first as the team administrator. Um, we we went through you know all the preparations for the World Cup. Uh, promoted finally to team manager in, in 20, um, 22, um which was actually no different than my previous job. It was just a title change, um, and then kind of had finished up everything, qualifying for for the World Cup, and uh, then this opportunity here in Louisville came up. So that's kind of the the background. And so it sounds like you did uh, did a little bit of everything then, <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit. So what what drew you to to racing Louisville? Like what like what attracted you to pull you away from the women's national team to this opportunity? Yeah, I think it's difficult when you you look to give up a World Cup. I've been to two, and and winning a World Cup is an experience um, and a feeling that I don't think you could ever uh, replicate. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to get to get married right after the Tokyo Olympics. And that was a wonderful day. But I, I, not that this, the winning the World Cup is better. It's just different. But it's an incredible experience. It's something I don't think, unless you've done it, you could ever talk to someone and, and explain it. Um, so giving up a World Cup was, was a challenging um, decision. But when you look at what racing's doing uh, and what this club has done, the foundation is here for remarkable success uh, over the coming years. Um, there's uh, amazing facilities here. This training center, which I'm sitting in right now, is, is beautiful. Breakfast and lunch for the players every day. A, a beautiful field right outside the door. Um, a wonderful locker room. Uh, we were at Lynn Family Stadium uh, a little bit um, earlier today for training. Gorgeous stadium, soccer-specific stadium. Um, just the, the incredible uh, facilities. If not, the, I think the best in the league uh, in the NWSL. So we, that opportunity was just too good to, to pass up, um, to, to come and, and lead this organization kind of into the next step and into the future. I think the playoffs this year is, is nothing short of – it's certainly not ambitious. It's something I think we can, we can certainly be successful with and, and accomplish. And, and I'm really excited for, for Saturday's game um, to kind of have the first one here in Louisville uh, for the season. So, um, I mean, racing obviously has a lot of a lot of pros to it. They're doing a lot of things right, but I mean, obviously, problems have happened as well. You know, mainly like the Yates report. So, player safety has kind of been a top of mind for for a lot of fans. So, can you kind of talk to me about sort of the plans that you have in place to kind of help ensure that a situation like that doesn't kind of occur again? Yeah, for sure. Um, we had a a little bit of a safe uh, safeguarding meeting today after training which was, was awesome. I, I talked to Aaron Wilkins uh, in HR and, and those, um, you know, Caitlin Flores and, and those people have kind of helped to, to build those things. Um, what the club has done since Yates um, in, in the NWSL report. So we had that. The players know their, their resources. Following that meeting, I actually met with the medical team on our mental health resources. Uh, and and I, I stressed in that meeting that we want to make sure that the players have every possible resource they need to feel safe, to feel comfortable in anything beyond that. So we're, we're definitely meeting and, and making sure that those um, protocols are in place, that they're accessible to the players. And I think the club's done a great job following the AIDS report in, in implementing those procedures and also uh, making sure that the players are, are in a comfortable area. You know, I met with players in this interview process, and they have 
um, shared that they're feel, they feel safe, they feel comfortable, they're they're happy to be here in Louisville, and I think that's the the biggest thing. The culture is, is you know night and day, from my understanding. Um, I, I certainly wasn't here, but what I'm you know talking to these players that were, um, and, and I think the one thing I, I've said multiple times, and I'm going to repeat it here for everyone who's listening, is. You know, I talked to a young rookie who wasn't here, and I asked her if she felt okay. You know, she she was new, and she said, "Ryan, if you had not told me that there was a report, that there was all these issues, I would have had no idea." That's where the club's at right now, and it's incredible um, to see the the that we've turned the page. And these players, uh, they just want to play soccer, and they just want to win soccer games and perform for the fans. And I think that's uh, a testament to everyone here at the club and what they've done. Talking with Ryan Dell, the new general manager of Racing Louisville. If you have a question for him, you can text us. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. 437-9680. Ryan, we've been talking uh, all year, really, but uh, over the course of the show so far, we've been talking about how improved this roster appears to be for Racing Louisville, uh, just based on what we saw last week against Houston, just based on the reports about the players, the new signings that have come in over the course of the offseason so much international talent. Uh, it's it's really been a talent infusement over the course of the offseason. So what is your assessment of the roster that you were inheriting as the general manager? This roster is, is full of international uh, players and flair. I think uh, six players off to international duty following the match on Saturday, um, which is a huge number, one of the biggest in the league. I think it's, it's great. It's going to play a really fast, uh, high-press style. Um, the, the players, when you look at the, the growth of the midfield, um, is, is wonderful. We can get Jalen Howell back from injury, which is questionable for, for Saturday. Um, and then kind of, you know, the forward depth with, with Canoe and, and those players, I think you're going to really see um, a really nice high-pressing style. Uh, the midfield's going to be really fun to watch. I think the team's going to really fly. So uh, if, if you come out to Lynn Family Stadium and then kind of see these games, get behind these players, it, it's going to be a really entertaining match. Um, not just this weekend, but I think all the way through the season. You, you sort of mentioned this uh, a couple of moments ago, but I'll, I'll put it to you point blank the way Benton put it to, uh, to Bev last week. Is this a playoff team in your mind? Obviously, the last two years, it's been a struggle for Racing Louisville to be sort of a competitive team looking for a playoff spot. When you look at the roster that you're coming into, do you see this as a team that is capable of making a run to the playoffs this year? I do. I, I think this team can, can make a run to the playoffs um, this year and I think in the years coming. When you look at the extensions that have been signed, the addition of, of Abby Ursag and Carson Pickett on that back line, I thought Abby played out of her mind uh, last week in Houston. Just incredible and anchoring uh, that, that defense. Katie Lund in goal. Let's talk about Katie Lund, who uh, I think is a national team player in a, in a, you know, a short amount of time here. Um, you, you, Jalen Howell, Savannah DeMello. This, this team, I think, is, is going to compete, and, and it's going to be um, really exciting to see the growth. And I, I think it's just about to take off. I think we're right at that point, you know, kind of on the launch pad to, to get this team to, to really take off. Um, we have the international break here in April, and obviously the World Cup break, but I, I think we're really starting something special. So uh, I guess changing gears a little bit, I think obviously a lot of the success of the organization is going to come down to you know, not only your work, but the work that you're doing with Coach Kim and, uh, and, and Bev. Um, you know, it's still pretty early on, but kind of how has that, those relationships been? Have you guys had some, some pretty good meetings, um, kind of all starting to operate on the same wavelength? Yeah, we're certainly getting there. Um, I've only been here about, excuse me, I've only been here about a, a week. Um, but, you know, I've met with Kim at least every day, and we were texting in the, in the process. 
So I, I think um, it's been really good. We're, we're starting to kind of create that working relationship and, and get on the same wavelength. Um, that is, is going to be a head coach in this league. She she's, comes with an incredible pedigree. Um, she's finishing up her A license right now. Um, I think what she can add to this this coaching staff is is so positive, um, and she brings a different dynamic. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's been really well. She's been well received by the players, um, and, and those meetings have have been uh, super successful. Talking with Ryan Dell, the new GM of Racing Louisville, ahead of their home opener on Saturday, 3 o'clock at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets available at RacingLouFC.com, or you can call 502-LOU-CITY to get tickets for when they take on the Washington Spirit. I've got a big, a big picture question for you here, Ryan. Uh, obviously, Louisville is probably the smallest market in the NWSL, probably will be uh, forever. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, you know, Louisville is, is not a major league town outside of racing. Racing is the only major league team that exists in the city of Louisville. So how do you view that? Is that a challenge to you as you try to build the, the organization and the club up? Uh, and if it is, if you do view it as a challenge, um, how do you deal with that? Just what are your thoughts on, on Louisville as, as a market um, for soccer and, and as a market for attract, uh, attracting players and that sort of thing? Yeah, Louisville is, I think you see hit it right on, on the head a little bit. It's, it is a smaller market in a professional league, and I think that's a great benefit. But the people here are incredible. They have a, an incredible appetite for uh, sports, especially women's sports. So we're, we think that's a, a major plus. Uh, I kind of hit on some of these earlier in the, you know, the, the call is the facilities, the people, the, the player experience here is so good. And to me, that is the, the, the selling point. I, I've spoken to agents. I've spoken to other general managers today uh, and yesterday and in, in, in the you know week or so leading up. And I've shared that. I think it's a, a destination for, for players. Um, you, you look at the success that Kansas City had last year. Uh, I think Kansas City, it's not going to be a, the 49th largest media market, but it's going to be a, a smaller market in this league. And um, I think we can replicate that success. We have uh, really good um, ownership support. It's been uh, awesome to, to talk to John and, and see his vision for the club. Um, so I, I think that this can be a true destination um, for, for players all around the world who want to come and, and be successful in the, the best women's soccer league um, in the world. Well, Ryan, really great stuff. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Very insightful uh, from you. Congratulations on, on getting the job um, and, and hopes for nothing but continued success going forward. No, thank you very much for having me. Um, we're, we're, my wife and I are, are super excited to be here uh, in, in Louisville and, and kind of get this thing started uh, and, and build on it throughout this season and, and into the future. Ryan, appreciate your time. That's Ryan Dell, the new general manager of Racing Louisville, the first ever general, general manager in the club's history. Um, a, lot of, a lot of interesting uh, takeaways there, Benton. Anything jump out to you just on, on the heels of that conversation? He seems very bullish on Racing Louisville as an organization and also on this current team uh, and, and their, their chances to make the playoffs. Yeah, he does. And just kind of in general, I think it's going to be nice having a fresh perspective in the mix, especially somebody who's kind of operated in the roles that he has with the women's national team who's been very successful. Hopefully maybe he brings a little bit of that success here and it rubs off on the team. Yeah, and obviously he's uh, you know got a lot of great winning perspective because, he, as you mentioned, was 
a part of a couple of World Cup winning teams with the women's national team, has a lot of connections throughout uh, the world of soccer, women's soccer. We saw the likes of Carly Lloyd, U.S. women's national team legend, tweeting out her approval and and congratulations uh, to Ryan for taking the job. Um, So you can certainly understand uh, why he was the choice for Racing Louisville to lead this organization and, and hopefully turn them into a winning organization on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, whenever he gets uh, really gets to the ground running, kind of learning more of the ins and outs, I'm sure we'll start to start to see his impact kind of trickle throughout. Yeah, again, uh, Racing Louisville's home opener coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock against the Washington Spirit. You can get tickets at RacingLouFC.com or call 502-LOU-CITY. Lots of affordable tickets available. And as Benton pointed out, $2 beers available if you head up uh, to Lynn Family Stadium before the game. Uh, this is a team that you're not going to want to miss. I mean, just listen to what Ryan Dell had to say in our interview just now. Uh, this is a very exciting team. Tons of international talent coming to Louisville. Tons of up-and-coming American talent as well, like Katie Lund, Savannah DeMello, Jalen Howell. This is a team that is on the rise. Join the fan base now so that when they are big, <laughs> you can say you were there. That's right. Absolutely. You're that, not a bandwagon fan. You were there in the beginning. That's as good of a sales pitch as anybody needs. <laughs> uh, Let's take a time out. We've, we've got to change gears, though, a little bit coming back from this break, Benton. We've talked so much about racing Louisville, and for good reason, because they had a good performance down at Houston yeah. and are heading towards their home opener. But Louisville City, a shocking performance in their home opener last week, uh, a 3 to nothing loss against El Paso. So we will break that down and digest it and look forward to their game Saturday against Sacramento on the road as well. When we come back, the UPS Jobs text line is open, 437-9680. Give us a shout. The Soccer City here on ESPN Louisville. You know who it is? Oh, I should. I do know who this is. Doing the hand thing. It's John Cena. John Cena. That's right. I'm I'm not the biggest wrestling guy. I forgot. I was going to give you another song, and I just totally spaced out. Thanks for covering me. Spence is on it, man. He is on it. Spence is on it. He's always on it. Um... We can remind you, by the way, we just talked to Ryan Dell, the new general manager of Racing Louisville. He's going to be part of a meet and greet, which is going on tomorrow at Lynn Family Stadium. Some select Racing Louisville players will be available there and at Heine Brothers Coffee on Chenoweth Lane tomorrow. So it'll be Ryan Dell at the team store and some of the players also available at uh, Heine Brothers on Chenoweth Lane from 5 to 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. So that's uh, some fun for Racing Louisville fans uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Uh, to, to meet the new general manager, Ryan Dell, who we just spoke to. Yeah, get some pictures with some players. Get them to put their Herbie Hancock and a few pieces of merchandise. The Herbie you, Hancock. You huh? get that reference? I, I T- no. Tommy Boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I should totally get that. Yeah. I've, I've watched Boy. Tommy Boy enough to get that. I need to go review Tommy Boy. Ever since Tommy that Boy. movie, when I watched it, it's like a child. I've, I just say Herbie Hancock. The only now. thing, I, Tom, the Tommy Boy reference that I think of most often is, is, is the sticking your head up the cow's butt to look at the cut of meat <laughs> one. But that's probably not good enough for air on the radio. <laughs> um, let's switch gears. We were talking about racing Louisville most of the show, and rightfully so. But we got to talk about Louisville City. <sighs> um, what a shocker that was last week at Lynn Family Stadium. Three to nothing, a loss in the home opener by three goals to El Paso, a team that previously was winless, um, 0-3 on the year. Um, just run me through your thoughts, Benton. I was so confident heading in this match, and I don't think it was misplaced. I think we are comfortably a better team, but boy, that did not show on the pitch. El Paso came out hungry to finally get some points in the season, and Louisville City, well, like, 
Was it? A, like, did they think it was a scrimmage? Goodness, the energy wasn't there. It stinks, you know. The weather was so nice out. So many people came out. They came from Bach Fest. I saw so many purple jerseys there beforehand. Record crowd for a home opener. And then they just... That happened, you yeah, know? Yeah, close to 11,000 on hand. That's the most ever to see a home opener for Louisville City all time. You know, there were a number of, of absent players from, from the lineup for various reasons. But at the end of the day, that's not a good enough excuse. We have a deep, talented roster that should be able to perform against the likes of an El Paso. Maybe El Paso is better than their, their 0-3 start prior to this, but... I still think that even with those rotations, we are the comfortably better team, but that did not show at all. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, look, Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, said it's not an excuse that he'll use, and, and you can certainly understand that perspective. That. But the injuries are and, and the players that were missing were a huge part of the story on Saturday. Brian Ombi was out because of a red card suspension. Jordan Scarlett was held out uh, because he just didn't look right heading into the game. And then on top of that, there were four other guys that were unavailable because of injury. Talking about uh, Wes Sharpie. Uh, Josh Winder was away on international duty as well. Ray Serrano was injured. I mean, I, I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head. There were so many injuries. Uh, and look, Louisville City has depth. They're a talented team from top to bottom. They've added a lot of new pieces in the offseason to add to bolster that depth a little bit. But they were they were kind of missing some of their big pieces on Saturday, I thought. I mean, but that hasn't been an excuse before. We've missed Brian Ombi before, got a half-powered Brian Ombi. Josh Weiner's not been available for everything. I mean, they have to be able to, to figure out, especially against a weaker team. If this was like a much better team that we played against, maybe it's a little bit more palatable and understandable. But, man, I just I, I think the bar is higher than that. And you also added some interesting thoughts, Benton, about, you know, after the game, Danny Cruz took responsibility he, he carried it all himself as a good leader does I'll say uh, you know a good leader will say all of our shortcomings they're on me this is on me um, I didn't do a good enough job as a coach getting them ready to play something something to that effect um, you th- you don't think that's a, a valid excuse though I will start with I think he, he did the right thing like you said a good leader does that and I'm not knocking him at all for that but I completely disagree with that. Go back and listen to the media coverage before the match and all the things that he was saying. What did he say? He says he cannot be complacent. This is a good team. We cannot we cannot underestimate them. He said we're going to be they're going to really try to exploit transitional opportunities. Guess where we got scored on three times? These players came out flat. He the message was it was made clear to them. Uh, whatever player I don't remember what player was interviewed in that same press conference thing, but reiterated that like we can't be complacent what yeah. were they out there Sean Tosh I think is who you're thinking of yeah. Sean Tosh came out and they, were, they were yeah. flat they were complacent like that wasn't that wasn't a sharp looking Louisville City team like from start to finish you know I will give you they got you know the, the goals that we conceded were, were bad and a better team would have stopped probably at least two of those and it isn't. It didn't even seem like the goals were were really waking them up, if you will. These, yeah. This was an opportunity for some guys that maybe don't get as many regular minutes to kind of earn their way into the conversation, and they didn't exactly do that. Yeah, it, 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 it's a difficult conversation to have about a guy like Ramsey Kowazmi, the the rookie from Providence who got his first start, his debut for Louisville City. Um, he he got turned on on the second goal of the game. It was just a long ball from the goalkeeper, just punted it away, just sent it down the other way of the field, and uh, and and Kowazmi just got turned by Zacharias, who scored the goal for El Paso. Just physically turned him, beat him to the ball, and then had to give him credit a, a good finish on the end. But to your point. 
I think two out of the three goals. That one is 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 an error that Louisville they'll look at it as an error. I'll say and say that's a defensive mistake. And then the third goal, clearly just a giveaway at the back, just giving the ball away on, along the back line, and uh, Petrovic for El Paso takes advantage. Those are two goals that you just absolutely cannot live with whatsoever. I thought you were going to go the other way. I was going to argue about the first goal. Well, the first the first goal I'll I'll live with a little bit because I don't. Uh, go ahead. Tell, I'm gonna, sorry, me, I'm going to interrupt you on no, that one. It, and I, you know, I, I don't want to beat up on the poor kid Ramsey. You know, it's his first game, but like that one, like. He was. He got too caught up following the 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 defender that was crossing through the box, and it was a, it was a clever play by El Paso if that was any form of intentional. But the, that momentary pause where he continued to follow the defender instead of you know, staying in front of where the ball was going because the ball was clearly going behind the that streaking attacker at that point. If he got there, he could have maybe at least body blocked it, done something. But he did just enough where he was blocking Kyle Morton's vision for that. Again, well placed by El Paso. I don't want to take credit away from them, but I think that was a situation that a, a more cohesive backline unit could have maybe stopped. And I don't Want to, again, don't want to pile on the poor guy. I hope he has better days to come, but yeah, that wasn't I, it. You know, listening to you make make your point there, I have to agree with you. Watching it live, it's a goal that I was going to live with, uh, uh, talking from a Louisville City perspective, because it's just a ball whipped into yeah. the box, runners in front of Kyle Morton. He had to be frozen. I was thinking about it from Kyle Morton's perspective, the goalkeeper for Louisville City. He had to be frozen. Oh, the Kyle couldn't do much. He didn't know where one. the ball was going to be. He didn't know if it was going to take a deflection. He didn't know if it was going to go past him, ultimately as it did. And in that moment, it's just a difficult spot to not freeze. But I think you're right. Right. The point that, and I'm sure this was the coaching point for Danny Cruz when they reviewed the film, um, as soon as that ball is looking like it's heading into the box, you can't continue to chase the runners. You have to stop because a Louisville City defender could have gotten a, a, a block on that shot. or yep. on, It really wasn't a shot, really. It was just a ball into the box. They could have gotten in the way of the it ball. Was a, it was just a weird play all yeah. around. And for what it, for what's worth, it took me a couple rewatches to fully digest like what was the actual breakdown or problem here. Yeah. It wasn't just a fluke goal. Something had to happen, so I had to rewatch that. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, defense wasn't the only problem, though, as much as we like to harp on that. And, honestly, I think um, Coach Cruz, despite being an attacker in his playing days, I think he puts a little bit more emphasis on the defensive side of things. But the attack, I mean, was relatively flat. Yeah, Jorge had a, had a really close opportunity. <laughs> he had keep... two. He had two back-to-back. He hit one on the volley yeah. that was saved, point blank right at the goalkeeper. The ball came right back to him, and then he banged it off yeah. the post. Just so unlucky in that moment. I mean uh, – the issue is, if anything, that's too little too late for Lou City. They, were already, they were already well down in the game. I can't remember if that was before or after the third goal. I think it was after the third goal. I think you're right. Regardless, it's, it's too little too late. Um, but to your point, offensively, in the attack, they looked like the, a team with no ideas. Cameron Lancaster was was in the middle, couldn't get good service in from out wide. There was no creativity in the middle of the field. They really, outside of that Jorge Gonzalez double chance, in the second half, especially when they're down, when they're chasing the game, when they need to be creative to come up with, with options to try and score and get back into the game, they had nothing, to, to my view. Yeah, I mean, two things there. One, it was just really odd that we like something didn't more didn't click in that second half because I felt like last season we were a second-half team. I feel like Coach Cruz was able to really get to the guys in the in the locker room and make something happen on the pitch, and that just it just wasn't happening that day. And I, you know, I don't know what the what the missing component is there, but the most disappointing thing we had two shots on target that match. We are averaging a no very small sample size right now. We are one of the bottom teams in producing shots on target. Like that has to improve, <laughs> otherwise we're we're in deep trouble. 
Yeah, I mean, it has to get better. I, I will say, give Louisville City the credit. The last couple of years, last year especially, they were one of the highest teams in terms of creating chances. The number of total shots they had was very high. They didn't have the most efficient um, attack that you'll ever see in terms of finishing off the chances that created that, that, that they created. But I would think as the team gets healthy, as we see guys like Wilson Harris come back, uh, chiefly Brian Ombi, obviously, if, when he comes back from suspension, that the chances will continue to be there. Wouldn't you think? you got to have confidence in that, right? Yeah, I mean, the rest of the match looked like a Louisville City match. Just things weren't clicking and working. We had majority possession. We were keeping the ball in their end. It was a lot of like just staples you would expect from Louisville City play, but just like it just it just didn't feel strong beyond that, you know, that we were keeping the ball in dangerous areas, but just not doing a ton with it. They, I mean, and we got to give some credit to El Paso. It's got to be hard starting at the season the way they did. Then come to play Louisville City at home, which has been relatively a fortress in the past. So, I mean, again, I don't want to totally rag on the team. We do have to give some props to El Paso. I mean, let's, let's, as you said, let's give El Paso some credit. Their head coach, Brian Clearhout, I tweeted this before the game after I found the quote. He was on his coach's show last week. He said, I'm looking to go into Louisville and get a good win, get a good result, keep it tight, get a clean sheet. Mission accomplished check, for him. Check, 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 uh, just, So just wanted to point that out yeah. and, and give him some credit. Uh, go ahead. We didn't even talk about the most like redeeming quality of the night. That is the Colin Elder story. That's We can absolutely dive into that. The, the Colin Elder story was such a cool story. It shows, even on a, on a bad day uh, in which Louisville City got thumped at home for just the third time all in their history, in which they've lost at home by that many goals. Uh, but the Colin Elder story is so cool. A kid out of Bullet East High School, plays in the Louisville City Academy, is committed to play uh, college soccer at Bellarmine, but gets a shot with the first team with Louisville City on a USL Academy contract, which allows him to retain his college eligibility, goes out on the field in front of 11,000 fans for what is basically his hometown team. Um, and, and, you know, what a just a great opportunity for him. And it was his prom night. Like, what a day to remember. Absolutely. One he'll remember the rest day. of his life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I, you'll be hard-pressed to find a bigger fan of, of the young guys than myself. I'm a right. huge advocate of the academy and the players that come through that. H- having local talent, had the opportunity to play professionally, is incredible. So I was really happy when he not only got the contract, then I saw he was on the start, um, in the starting 18. Or excuse me, the just the eighteen, right, the 18. And, then, and then he got on the field. Yeah, absolutely, incredible experience. It's an he's a name I'd heard pr- before. It was more of a a win than if sort of situation. So I'm glad he got finally got his moment. And uh, hey, maybe we'll get to see him a few more times out it's, in the pitch. It's very possible. A, a young, hungry guy who seemed very grateful for the opportunity. And again, just such a cool story for Louisville City. Let's look forward a little bit for Lou City. They're on the road this weekend, Saturday night. Another ten o'clock kickoff. The third time in the f- first four weeks of the season. Yeah. They're in California. Ready. I know, man. It's They're killing us with this early schedule. But you know what? Get it out of the way early, I guess, is the I'm, positive yeah, way to look at that. it. Um, but again, the story for Louisville City early in the year has been the injuries. It's been, a, and the players missing in general. It's been a big issue. And uh, Danny Cruz was asked about that when he spoke to the media ahead of this road trip. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I, I want to be. Um pretty specific about the the reason that it helps us it helps us because they everybody has to push one another in training right you you have competition at every single spot and uh i think when when a lot of guys go down that that becomes a little bit more difficult um but the the ability to bring guys back get guys back to health you know jorge will be back you know ray's looking like he's probably going to be back wilson's going to be back uh um josh is going to be back brian's going to be back these are all guys that are going to help push us and so you know we have decisions to make on the weekend um but 
you know, ultimately, as I've said before, despite the result on the weekend, I believe in everybody in the locker room. We've gone through injuries uh, before at this club, and we've come uh, come come out of it ahead. So, want to make sure that most importantly, the the group uh, understands what's happened, but reacts the right way. So that's Danny Cruz making a little news there. Wilson Harris, he expects to be back. Ray Serrano, he expects to be back. Those are going to be big additions. Brian Ombi, obviously, will be back um, after the suspension. Some big additions to this team to try and just get the life back into the team after that lifeless performance we saw last week. Yeah, from going from a, a list of players that are out that were like eight or so long, the only players going to be absent from this next match are Wes Sharpie and Dylan Maris. Wes Sharpie, obviously, still dealing, recovering with his uh, lingering issues from last season. And Dylan Maris hurt his hand in training or finger something. Some, something like that yeah thumb yeah his thumb yeah thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um no i'm i'm pretty nervous about this sacramento like this is this is the first i'm going to use air quote big test for louisville city sacramento in, in all likelihood is going to be a playoff team they made it to the final of the u.s open cup last season which is a huge accomplishment we did play them last year but it was right before that match it was like four days or so so we got their bc team whatever mm-hmm. like we were not the focus or priority so we have not i'm going to say played this team that we're going to be facing on Saturday for and that makes me nervous and coming into this one with an unexpected loss makes me feel fun easy because after this in league play we have Detroit which I think we're better than but they're testing and they can always I think they can make something happen on any given day um, San Antonio Obviously, for very obviously, obvious reasons. Yep. Yes. The re- rematch of last year's championship game, and then at Charleston Battery, who I think have Are been improved. Yeah, been a little bit revamped New under uh, Ben Pierman. Yep. So it's just a little scary of a stretch to to kind of go into at this momentum. So it, I mean, getting a result here thinks even means even more than what I thought kind of when I first looked at the schedule. And let's and let's sell it fully. I mean, I think Louisville City against Sacramento Republic, which is coming up at ten o'clock on Saturday night. You can hear it right here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven nine forty five. Pre-game coverage starts. George Davis is going to be with me, by the way. Hey. Casey's out, so former Lou City midfielder George Davis joins the broadcast. That's exciting. But these are the two, in my view the two most prestigious premier clubs in the USL. Louisville City, we know so well. They've won two titles. They've been to the playoffs, made deep runs every single year. They have great crowd, great fans, great stadium. Sacramento on the West Coast, a similar kind of vibe. They've won the USL title before, not in the last several years, but they've won it once before. You mentioned it. They made a run to the U.S. Open Cup final last year, uh, trying to become the first non-MLS team to win the U.S. Open Cup since 1999. They were right there against against Orlando last year. Um, they are a consistent winner, and they have great fans. They average 10,000-plus fans in their stadium out there in Sacramento. It's going to be an intimidating environment. Let's be frank. Not often you can say that in the USL, that Lou City is going to go on the road and have an intimidating environment, but that's going to be the case at Sacramento. Um, I'm with you. This is going to be – this is the biggest test that they've had this season, and coming off of the performance they had last week just makes it all the more important that they go on the road with the right mentality to get a result. Yeah, I mean, between having most of the roster available for – for, for selection and the fact that Coach Cruz for the past two seasons in fact has made away results a, a kind of a priority a key kind of focus in, in the preparations that does make me feel a bit better about going into things I mean so far Brian Ownby has owned the state of California so I hope he can continue that trend yeah he's back he might as well just stayed out there in California after that suspension go ahead let me governor <laughs> yeah uh, Sacramento by the way undefeated coming into the game there are two wins and a draw so far this season they're coming off of a one to nothing win over San Diego uh, in their most recent game he's a good team as well absolutely so this is going to be a fun game for Lou City on Saturday night 10 o'clock also a fun game at Lynn Family Stadium for you Saturday 
Saturday afternoon, racing against the Washington Spirit. Tickets for that game available at RacingLouFC.com. Lou City back in action at home next week, by the way, in the U.S. Open Cup against Lexington on Wednesday night. Uh, so that's one to look forward to as well. Uh, so many great opportunities to see some great soccer in the next couple of weeks. Go ahead. What? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Soccer City next week. We'll do it as a pregame show for the U.S. Open Cup. Thanks for the reminder, Benton. Next Wednesday, Soccer City coming to you in, in front of the U.S. Open Cup game against Lexington. So look forward to that. Thanks to Spence for hanging out. Uh, it's been Soccer City. We'll talk to you next week. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.